Welcome to the Analuya Podcast, bringing you redemptive analogies each week. Everything from Disney to Naruto. We're here to present the gospel in a more animated way. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. Hey, you're locked into another episode of the Analuya Podcast. My name is Josh, and it's another fine day here in Tennessee. And we've actually um, kind of changed up our studio. If you've been keeping up with our social media, we have painted, we've put up some decor, uh, we're using uh, ring lights as the main source of lighting. We will incorporate a couple other lights, uh, just trying to nail down angles and power source for those. But without further ado, my wife, Rebecca. Hey guys, good to see you again. This is not our first episode this year, is it? No, no, no. It's our, right. it, it was it's, yeah, it's our second um, because we had uh, Lisa uh, Michelle Zega last week, and everything was like still white walls and everything. Yeah, I knew that we it wasn't wasn't exactly like we were wanting it to be, but now we've mostly got it done. All of the background, uh, we're still not completely finished, but I'm excited to see where this goes. Gotta step it up. Good on stepping up. Speaking of stepping up, we're going to be stepping into the episode for today. And today's episode is All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. Now, we've done sequels before, and everybody's like, well, why don't you just do the original? Well, plan to, but we chose this one particularly for the topic today, just because we felt it was more fitting, it dealt more, and um, depicted more. Um, for today's topic. And today's uh, topic is all about the temporal versus the eternal. Yeah, so we're looking at heaven is really the the main focus. What does right. heaven look like? What does the earthly look like? Uh, I'm excited to, to talk about it. Absolutely. And we've all had seen like, we all have seen like different depictions of heaven through paintings and movies and use your imagination when you read that in books but this one it gives the whole like clouds and it's very bright very fun now for those of you who don't know all dogs go to heaven 2 is the sequel to the original all dogs um go to heaven and this is a don bluth works love that creator he's done a lot of um good and somewhat unnoticed gems what all has he done he did thumbelina right he did Thumbelina. And what are some other ones? I think uh, Troll in Central Park, which not too crazy about, but he did that one. And of course, you know, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 came out, I want to say, it's like five or ten years after the it's original. Quite a bit. I know it was like late 90s or early 2000s because All Dogs Go to Heaven, I think, was like early 90s. Now, with All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, we have our main characters, Charlie Larkin, Carface Carruthers, H.H. Shepherd. Honestly, I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize that Charlie Charlie Barkin was like a dog barking, only said in like a southern way, barkin. I yeah. Carface Carruthers, I don't really understand. Itchy it, it, Itcherson? Itchiford. Itchiford. 
that makes a lot of sense because he itches all the time. But but not not when he gets into heaven. When he gets that's right. Know, he's like I, I don't. I'm not itchy. Well, you sure look like no. For the first time, I don't need to scratch. So yeah, you're in heaven. Please figure to the other place. <laughs> now, Rebecca, you had not seen this before when we watched it. How do you? I had not. No, this was the very first time seeing this. Now, obviously, I had seen the original All Dogs Go to Heaven, but I never seen the second one because I remember you were trying to tell me about like what it was about. Oh, no, this one's with the boy that he tries to help. And I was like, I... I do not remember that one. And it uh, turns out, yeah, no, I, I had never seen never seen this. Well, what were your general thoughts? Um. Okay. Was it entertaining? Yeah, it was entertaining. It was a nice, what, hour sit down and, and watching. Like, I was entertained. Would I go back and watch it again? Probably not. It was, it was just okay. And for me, honestly, that's a lot of... The uh, Don Bluth films, like yeah, it's entertaining, but it's not. It's not Disney, you know. It's. it's I mean, the just what not is the really? I mean, I would put Anastasia up there. I mean, now technically she's a Disney princess, but I mean, when we were growing up and when it came out, that was that was in the nineties, right? Late nineties, I think. And I don't know. That was always great, but that was Fox at the time, so it was not a Disney film. But yeah, I don't know. I guess if <laughs> this is going to sound weird, it felt a little bit like not as dark, but it felt a little bit like um, The Black Cauldron, which is a Disney film, but it is it's not my favorite. Black Cauldron is probably one of the darkest Disney films just because Very. of all its depictions, imagery, and all that. And for a uh, 1980s film, I mean, then for children. Was it 80s? It must have been. Was it like it was early 80s, right? Late, late 80s. 80s? No, no, no. Sorry. Er, early 80s. With All Dolls Could Have Happened 2, when we think about Temporal versus Eternal, now, for many people that are so focused on, oh, I like it here, I like being alive, and I'm not, I'm not ready to, you know, Heaven sounds great, but I'm not ready to go there. And I think that's an interesting type of, you know, commentary of the state of our world now, where people are content with living on earth and they're not, you know, kingdom minded minded as I've heard pastors say. But Rebecca, there was a time, I think it was like several months ago, where you told me that, hey, you know, I love life and everything, but you know, I'm 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 ready to go to heaven. Now, again, she said that. She wasn't saying, so I'm gonna die right now. No. No. <laughs> But uh, Rebecca, give give me a little bit more detail about that, a little bit more explanation of why you said and how you felt, why you felt it. Yeah, I I mean, up until fairly recently, it was like, there's so much that I want to experience. I just want to live my life here on earth. I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to have a good career. And I wanted to experience life in its fullness. And recently... I don't know. I've just, well, I think it's because I've matured in my walk with Christ. And now it's like, yeah, of course I want to experience all of these things. We're trying to have kids. I want to have a good career. I want to follow what God has for me here in this life. But like, I'm also really content at the moment that, you know, if God were to rapture us today, I would be okay. I wouldn't feel like I was missing out, you know, sort of the FOMO 
honestly, I think that's something that Charlie is really focusing on. He, he's got FOMO really bad. Absolutely. And that's in the song. The first song of the movie is, it's too heavenly here, which sparked the, I say, which sparks the question. <laughs> <laughs> no fun intended. Um, but it does bring the question, like, is it too heavenly here? So in the verses of the song, it says, it's too peaceful and paradise-like, straight and narrow. Again, referring to scripture, you know, um, the path straight and narrow and few will be there, whereas the other path is wide and many will be found there. And much too nice-like, endlessly sunny and clear, again, giving you all the clouds and the bright colors, everything that we kind of like see in other depictions of heaven. Then we get down to this next verse where every day feels like a year. Again, we find that in scripture where it's... Time is different. Time, time is, is different we- because... And the resting place of God, the eternal kingdom, heaven, it exists outside of time and space is forever. Like there's no calendar. There's no like 12, 24 hour day. It's just, it's just there. Well, time is a construct anyway. Right. Charlie has this idea of heaven. Right. That it's like, it's too nice. It's too pristine. And that's because he's longing for what he had on earth. It's the soulishness. It's the it's our carnal yeah. desires that that we wish. And everyone does it. I had someone recently tell me that they were like, if I if I could do it all over again, I would go sleeping around more. And I was like, really? Interesting. And I think that comes from a place of, I don't know, just feeling like you missed out on the world. And the the truth of the matter though, and, and that could be anything. That could be around. So physical pleasure could be um, wanting to take drugs to feel something different. It could be um, lots of different things that just play into that carnal desire of making our flesh feel good, whatever that is. And that is what Charlie is struggling with here. He wants the soulishness, the the worldliness more than he wants the heavenly. And as we see in the story, it ends up uh, in the in the very very end, very end. It ends up working out for him. He gets a second chance at life. But during the story. While he's pursuing the alcohol, he's pursuing the the money and the girls. Um, it it does not go so well for him because he's pursuing those things. He's been given a mission from heaven to find Gabriel's horn. Gabriel's horn's been stolen, and it goes down to earth. So he's like, "Oh, I'll go because." He wants to experience all the earthly things. And so he's so focused on experiencing the earthly that he completely neglects his job of getting that Gabriel's horn and bringing it back to heaven. The earthly over the the temporal over the eternal, as our episode is titled. Even later in the song where it goes into like, more of the jazzier type of, you know, chorus and... That crazy kind of feeling right. of playing fast and loose. Yes, the yes. gambling. Right. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're you're in, like, this is supposed to be, this is it. Right. This is the pinnacle. Like, what, why are you not happy? What's going on? 
And I think we can obviously, we can get that way quite a bit too. We can get to the place where it's like, I just want to experience things. I mean, I did. I think most people did, particularly when they were in college, whereas like, I want to experience the things. I want to go smoke marijuana and I want to drink alcohol and I want to, you know, sleep around and and all of those things to experience that physical pleasure. And as kids Um, growing up as well in the church, when we first heard about the rat share and you're like 10 and 12 years old. Yeah, you're like, like, no, thank you. No, 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 no. no. And everybody prayed that prayer and say, please, God, don't come back until I get married. I have a family. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Lord, come. I want you to come. I want that so much. But not now. But not now. (laughs) And yeah. And I do. I think, like I said earlier, I think it's just a maturity thing. I think you just kind of have to like experience a little bit more of life before you go, you know what? I'm actually okay. If I don't, if I don't end up having kids, like I'm okay. I'm really fine. Um, If I'm taken up to heaven or in general, honestly. So, I mean, that's something that's really on our hearts right now. Um, As you guys heard last week, talked a little, little tiny bit about um, the infertility that we're experiencing right now. But I, I know that even if I don't get what I want, if I, if we don't have a child, God is still good. He is still in control and I'm okay with that. Would I be sad and heartbroken? Yes, absolutely. But I'm mature enough now in my walk with Christ to know that that's not going to shatter my faith. Now, when you say, oh, I'm okay with this, and and, and you there know what might be, it is so hard in the moment oh, to, absolutely. to be like, oh, God, you're so good. I didn't get what I wanted. You're so good. A lot of us are like, God, you're so good. Why? Why? Yeah. And honestly, that is a dangerous question. Can be. It's not always dangerous, but it can be because you can get really stuck in the why, trying to understand God's purpose in that very moment, but not it's not from a place of what is God's will. Typically, that question comes from a place of pain and hurt. And that question in that moment really doesn't help. You'll, you will find God's purpose as you move forward in your walk. And I think I mentioned this uh, last week. If I didn't, I want to say it again, because I really don't like it when people say, I don't think it's productive when people say, you just need to get over it. Or can I just get over this thing? And it's like, whoa, let's pause. It's much more productive to say, let's work through this. Because getting over it, saying you want to just, you want to skip the hard part, but the hard part is what is so needed. You need to work through something, whatever it is that you're going through. Getting over is like, you're just um, just hopping over the issue. You're just pushing away, want to forget it. And that doesn't always work out later. Exactly. Well, and you, <laughs> you'll deal with it but it'll be a way less convenient time because all of this stuff comes back up. Absolutely. So do you want to deal with it now or later? Now is preferable. It is. It's much better. I promise. It hurts, but it's better. 
And that's kind of one of the issues we come into with one of the characters just touched on this briefly, which is uh, Danny, who is the kid that ran away from home because his stepmom is having a baby and he thinks that, you know, she, the, the family in light now now has room for him. So with any kid logic, he just runs away. That's where Sasha, the other dog, comes in and kind of like takes care of them, kind of like guiding him to go back. And then Charlie, once he comes back to Earth, because there's a whole nother premise, which I'll touch on here in just a moment, of why he's come back to Earth. So he's, he's getting some relief from heaven, for a little bit at least. But Danny's character, he's going through the hard time, and it, it's, there's not real much depth to it, but he's choosing to ignore that problem. Again, Man. as we said earlier, just a few minutes ago, by just hopping over it, not dealing with it, not asking his parents. It's like, well, hey, will you still love me even when this baby comes along? Yeah, he's a poor kid. Honestly, I feel so bad for him. He doesn't know how to deal with it. I mean, like you said, it's kid logic, right? Kid logic is, yeah, you're having another baby, so there's no room for me. You guys won't love me as much because this is the baby that you two will be having together, and I'm just one of your kids. I think it was the dad. Uh, oh, duh, because stepmom. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just his dad's kid. He doesn't feel like his stepmom loves him for whatever reason. Who knows? She may not have done a good job to sh- to tell him and show him that she loves him, which is so important for kids, particularly if Danny's mom was like no longer in the picture. Right, right. Now going to the overall premise of the actual, you know, that's like a subplot. The main plot of this whole movie is Carface, one of the characters we mentioned before. He's also not fulfilled with the Eternal. Yeah. You don't see that to the temple. We see in the opening scene that he's on the phone um, with, we don't know who yet, but I'll... I'll it's obviously yeah, it's, uh, Satan, Satan, though, because, I mean, there's, the, like, the, this... The, the, the cat, the cat form of the scene. Okay, now, here's another thing. This seems to be a different heaven, the one for dogs, and there's, like, a separate one for people. Oh, I thought you were about to say for cats, and I was like, mm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're trying to insinuate that all cats go to hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying, which my dad would agree with. He hates cats, which I'm like, okay, <laughs> cats are not my favorite, but, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely a dog person, but I don't think they go to hell. Like, come on. They're cute. They're furry. I just don't want to own one. <laughs> <laughs> But we also mentioned about Gabriel's horn. Now, the Gabriel's horn, again, there's hardly very little, if not any type of biblical truth in this, but apparently Gabriel's horn in this dog version of heaven controls the opening of the gate. And without that horn, none of the doggies that have passed on can get through. Oh no, we're so sad. And this is the whole issue the whole problem this is why charlie has gone that down with itchy to get back the horn that they get sidetracked by you know all this temporal stuff again back as you said the booze the girls the gambling and you know getting involved with danny trying to help him and also showing him it's like hey you know we're gonna go on easy street you don't need your parents no more yeah literally called easy street (laughs) yes and what was his purpose of doing that? Was it to show him that he needs his parents? It's like, get it out of your system kind of a thing? Is that what Charlie was going for? I think maybe subconsciously. I don't know. I know Charlie's a, he's a good dog, but I don't know. 
Maybe just, mis- misguided. I mean, and there's something to be said, I guess, for going out there and trying those things. Sometimes you you do have to do that in order to realize how good you have it. Um, that is not the best way to go about it, but... I mean, I don't know. Danny was like very headstrong. He was very set on doing his own thing. Don't need parents. Going to go out there and live on his own. And maybe that's what Charlie was thinking. I like to think it is. Uh, perhaps. Now, I want to go back to the the whole, uh, you know, heaven, uh, you know, Central versus eternal kind of all overarching, you know, theme of our episode. Now, when we think of heaven, we've seen different depictions. So we have... Heaven that is, you know, it has a big sign there and the gates and, you know, they even pay tribute to, um, I think it was like Leonard Skinner or Led Zeppelin with the stairway to heaven. <laughs> yes. Now, one interesting thing about that is St. Peter, we've always seen and heard that St. Peter is, is, is he's going to check you in. He's the concierge of heaven. Which is weird. Where did that even come from? I I don't know. I think that was just like a nice little fluffy thing that they invented. Yeah, I definitely think it was an invention. I think it was probably from, if I had to guess, it was probably from the Catholic Church. I mean, they were making up all kinds of crazy stuff at one point or another. They were making up that there's a purgatory and you can like pay money to the church to get your relatives out of purgatory. Right, which is called a pardon. You could you purchase yes. a pardon um, for your family members and doesn't work that way. I'm no. sure the church benefited and thrived off of that in the past. Well, and that was the whole point is that they were trying to get money from people. What's wild to think about is that the church, they were patrons to many, many, many different artists, like the Sistine Chapel painting. There's a whole bunch of others that like, they were the ones that were paying for all of this stuff. So of course they needed more money. I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure the Sistine Chapel was being painted at the same time as all of these pardons were being pushed to people that they could pay money to get their their family members out of purgatory. Well, this is when in 15 something, I don't remember, Martin Luther, he was in Germany hearing about all of these things. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not biblical. This is something is wrong here. So he was bumping up against all of that at that time. That was contemporary for him. And um, so he was he was saying that that's that's not right. So that's when he published his 95 thesis on the church board, church door, I think, in, oh my gosh, Wittenberg, Germany. I'm pretty sure is where that was. Yeah. I love learning about the the Reformation. It's really, really interesting, the Protestant Reformation. Yeah, I learned that in both high school and college. Now, going back to the whole, you know, heaven discussion, with different depictions, do you believe that there is some truth? Because in the scripture it says, you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, what God has in store for those that love him who follow him. But I think there may be a bit of um, a bit of familiarity with what's depicted in art when, uh, again, I know I there hadn't been to heaven won't go there yet. Um, but Rebecca, do you think that there is a little bit of, you know, truth to, you know, the art that we see of heaven and different depictions? 
You mean art in general or specifically in all, go- all dogs go to heaven too? Uh, art in general. So yes, I think there are some things that um, it does make sense that it does say like the streets are paved with gold and the new Jerusalem is going to have like this wall of the 12 different gems and, um, and all of that. I think clouds are most often depicted because for whatever reason, I don't really know why this is true, but like we look up to the heavens, right? Probably because that was unknown. A lot of unknown was there. We know a lot more now, but heaven Heaven is not in in this particular realm. It's like it's a whole different realm altogether. And I mean there's there's not too much that we see about heaven. The main things I think that are good to focus that I know are biblical are the streets are paved with gold. It's a place where all of our tears will be wiped away and we will feel no pain. There will be no more sin. There will be no more hurt, no more of those things. It's a place where we will worship God in his glory. And I. there are people who have made the claim that we will continue to work while we're in heaven, work for the kingdom, work for God. And I think that's very possible. You know, there's, there's people who have made the connection of, you know, God is always working. He rested, of course, on that day. So it's good to have rest, but he, he works. And someone had pointed out at one point that when Jesus came back from from the grave and he appeared before Mary, he was in a gardener's outfit. Why was he in a gardener's outfit? Uh, Why that specific detail? Is it because he's here to work, to be a gardener, to tend the soil, to do all of those things? He's getting ready for that great harvest. Yeah, getting ready for the harvest. So I think... We put a very, excuse me, a very like visual spin on everything, but there, there, there's been a lot of liberties taken. I think. Well, like wings. Where did angel wings come from? Yeah, the always, Bible doesn't mention I mean, angel it, wings, it right? It doesn't. But in the depictions that we've seen, they all have wings. They all have wings, and that makes us think, oh well, we didn't. We're going to become an angel. Not true. You get a new glorified body, but you don't become an angel. Yeah. Do you, okay. So while we're talking about heaven, <laughs> have you? You're. I'm pretty sure we've seen them before. Of like what we think angels look like, which it's basically a, a human with uh, with wings, and they have a beautiful gown on, and they're glowing, and you know, angelic pun intended. <laughs> and then there was an artist who oh, drew a picture oh, of yeah, what yeah, angels yeah, one. are actually, act, what they actually look like yeah. depicted in the Bible. And it's yeah, freaky. <laughs> yeah, it is freaky. But even the Bible, like if you read like what a description of an angel is, it's not like the, oh, it's angelic, they're glowing. And in the Bible, and an angel says, fear not. You want to you you fear? You're, you're like, fearing, yeah. That's yeah. what they look like. Yeah. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, though, as far as, like, specifically what angels look like, I'm pretty sure in Isaiah, when Isaiah goes to the throne room, and there's those four angels, I think, that are around the throne of God, I think they do have wings. They have four wings, either four or six, because there's two wings that are, I think, covering their feet, and two wings that are covering their eyes, I want to say, and two, two wings... 
I don't know, doing something else. Maybe it's just four. Um, and the wings all have eyes on them. Talk about freaky. So maybe that's where people get the wings from as far uh, as like depicting possibly, angels. Yeah. yeah. Um, they certainly don't all look like dogs. No. Of course, then again, this this is dog heaven and we're talking about people heaven, which, okay, it's not really important, but I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think there will be animals in heaven? That is a good question. Now, for those of you who have thought, oh, you know, I'll see my sweet little kitty in heaven. I'll see my dog. I don't know. Now, there are some scholars and theologians that have said or have made an indication that there will be. Now, it's also there is said to be another heaven for dogs called Rainbow Ridge. Now, maybe not just for dogs. Who is this just like something that people have? uh, Again, I have found no scriptural evidence of it. It's just something I've heard of. Uh, So Rainbow Ridge, again, not just for dogs, but also for the other animals that have passed away. I can't say with 100%, not even like 75% certainty, that there will be be pets in heaven. I I don't think so. I would like it to be, but I, I just don't know. Yeah, I I would agree. I I don't know. Obviously, I would love that. I don't know. I kind of go go back and forth on it. Will it be our specific pets? That's a lot of animals to be in heaven. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that there will be. I mean, the Bible does say specifically that there will be a new heaven and a new earth at the end of the age, this great age that we're in right now. Um so perhaps we will, and I think we will be living in the new Jerusalem. Yeah. So I, maybe there will be animals there. I love animals. So I hope that there will be animals when we get to the afterlife uh, and spend all of etern- eternity. But, you know. I mean, is anybody's guess of that yeah, right now? Yeah, honestly. And it's such a secondary thing. Like, it is not a primary thing. It's an interesting thing to talk about, specifically since we're talking about, you know, all dogs go to heaven too today, but I don't think it's important. It's don't hang your hat on this one. It's an interesting conversation, but like it is not, not, uh, I don't know. What, what is it? It's not pertinent. Well, yeah, but it's not foundational. There we go. That took too long. And I want to bring the, a couple of scriptural references um, while we're talking about the temporal versus eternal mindset. Um, so the first one comes to us um, out of Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Again, going back to Charlie, he is all about, um, you know, the earthly stuff and getting his kind of, you know, satisfaction, his his fulfillment in the earthly stuff. But as we see in the, the book of Matthew, do not store for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's all about storing up treasures in our heart. And what's in our heart? Again, it needs to be kingdom-minded on the eternal. We see this once again in the book of the second corinthians 4 through 16 and i think that is that 16 or 18 it says 4 chapter 4 verse 18 okay yeah so 418 while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen and temporal 
are temporal. Oh, sorry. The veins seen are temporal, but the veins which are not seen are eternal. There's another verse that says we see through a glass darkly. Uh, we see through glasses dimly lit. Yes. Something like that. So it gives me the impression that like the earth as we see it now, it's just a slither of the glory to come without all the sin and decay and uh, and distraught. Again, learning and loss, you know, everything's decaying at one point or another. Yeah, it reminds me of, was it Polar Express where it was like the hobo on the Polar Express was saying, sometimes it's the things that oh, are Oh, no, no, unseen. no, it's the conductor. It was the conductor. Conductor. Conductor who said, um, sometimes the things that we can't see are the most real things out there. And it just makes me think of this. Absolutely. And reading all this and doing this discussion, I mean, I mean, it gets you a little bit excited about heaven. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a place where there's no more pain. There's no more struggling with sin. Oh, my goodness. How frustrating is it? I'm frustrated. I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm frustrated with struggling with sin. Like, can we just be over this? That would be great. Thank you. you I know? mean, while we're on this earth, we're always going to you know, struggle with taxes. It's like the old saying, go. Uh, I would add to it, it's like, I can only guarantee you two things. Well, really, three things. While you're living on this earth, you're going to die, you're going to pay taxes, and you're also going to struggle with sin. <laughs> yes, most people only ever talk about two things, but throwing in that third one is very true. <laughs> it's like the uh, Reliant K song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Death and Taxes. Death and yeah. Taxes. <laughs> Which is a great song they haven't heard. Of, you know, it's an old one, yeah, but it's it good. Well, Reliant K is great. I love yeah. Reliant K. <laughs> And there's so much that we could go on with saying about heaven. We need to do a bonus episode about it because there's all these other different things that depict heaven. Coco, one example, they don't depict heaven, but they depict an afterlife, uh, which is very interesting. Again, Hercules, we did our thing on that. We didn't focus too much on like not Olympus, but in Greek mythology, that was like. Did we talk about Hercules? We did. It was on another topic. I do, oh, okay. I was like, I do not remember doing Hercules as a podcast episode. It, it was it was a while back, but yeah, we didn't focus on like you know this topic. But you know, Mount Olympus, that is heaven, and there has been other countless animations that you know depict heaven. Lens like we watched an anime, and I actually finished it, which may be a discussion for another podcast. But there was a anime called platinum end and this is about you know god candidates and finding the nets of god which was a very interesting concept man it Um, was weird it it was it was hard to sit through honestly josh you kept wanting to watch it and i was like yeah and i guess i'll sit through this i just it's hard i will say for those who've seen it and i think you can agree the ending i didn't know how else it could have ended but it just wasn't i i didn't i didn't like the ending (laughs) Personally. Did I watch the ending? No, no. I didn't? No, you may not want to anyway. It was hard. It was yeah, hard to watch. It, it was very, yeah, g- give me give me buddy daddies any day. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. I'm excited Which, to start that at some you know, point. You know, we, we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring that this episode. It is time for What Are We Watching? Oh, yay. This is what we're watching this week. Yes, we're back with What Are We Watching? 
We didn't do this for a good few episodes just because we had a lot of things going on. We weren't, we were watching mainly Christmas things and even in November. And I said, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring that. We're going to bring it back. And we used to do it the first of the month. I think doing like the middle of the month or something like that. Again, still working on the whole type of. I think every couple of months, honestly, yeah. would be better. Yeah, every couple of months. So again, February, here's what we're watching in February. And then we'll follow through with you guys in April. So every other month, we'll do a what are we watching? Because at that point, we'll start a new series, watch a few new movies, listen to a few new audiobooks, where Rebecca is concerned. <laughs> so Rebecca, we'll start with you. What have you been watching, listening to, reading well, as far as reading, not very much, mostly because we've started a new budget thing where we're trying to actually like <laughs> watch what we're spending. And um, so I've got a, a subscription to Audible, but I only get one credit. And in January, I blew through that in like five days. So that was that. <laughs> so for the the past several weeks, I've been chomping at the bit going, I need another credit. Uh, so anyway, but um, I did read M.H. Elric's book, uh, first book in her series, and I'm super excited. I just got my um, my credit for the month to listen to the second one. And the first one's called Itanya's Worth. And the second one is called Itanya's Calling. And so I am really excited to, to get to, um, to see the next installment to read that. And then as far as watching apart from Josh, I have been neck deep in Naruto. <laughs> I, it's like every night I think I've watched one or two, two, well, more like two or three episodes a night. And I have been plowing through Naruto recently. I finally made it through all nine seasons, watching every single episode, mind you. What a feature. What a feature. Yeah. Every single episode I <laughs> of Naruto, the, the original series where they're like kids. I, I think they're supposed to be like 12 or 13 and I think when Naruto Shippuden it comes on, which is where I am now, uh, I think they're more like 15 or 16, which makes a lot more sense. So that is what I have been doing. I've been watching Naruto. And as for me, um, I always like, you know, books on like cults and secret societies. So there was one book that I'm listening to on Audible. It was like my last credit um before I like canceled the subscription from myself. It's uh, I can't remember. It's like the woman who wore red or spoke red or something like that. And it's all about the FDLS I'm trying to remember. It's some evangelical subsect that was like, you know, the cult and everything. So that's all I've been, you know, technically reading, listening to. So it's been an interesting book so far. Regarding like watching, with watching a couple things together been watching the newest season of Tokyo Avengers. So good. Oh, uh, which has been good. Well, and speaking of cult stuff, we watched um, oh, the yeah. Wii. The Wii work a Wii documentary work. on Hulu. That was so, interesting. Yeah, so we switched over from Netflix to Hulu now <laughs> because there were like some stuff that we wanted to watch that didn't necessarily want to have two things going at the same time, especially when we weren't using Netflix a lot. Well, Becca, you were using it for Naruto. Yes. But now at least so sure because they had, they had Shippuden dub yeah. on Hulu. 
And they actually have a lot dubbed anime on Hulu. I was very surprised. We finished the first season of Spy Family dub. So good. I have been watching Buddy Daddies, which is like a different type of Spy Family. Still got that cutesy feel. Still very comedic. Got a lot of action. Um, other than that, I've been watching a title that is kind of long, but I'll try to remember from memory what it is. It's called I Need to Save 80,000 Gold for My Retirement in Another World. So it's another isekai. I want to watch the isekai quartet movie. Yeah, um, same. So that's only subbed, but it looks really good. We saw this. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but it is on Crunchyroll now. Other than that, I haven't watching too much else. Oh, oh, oh. I have been rewatching on my own My Love Story, the dub on Hulu. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I really liked that one a lot. It's right up there with Toradora, in my opinion. But My Love Story, you cannot get much more wholesome than that. I think it's Honestly. one of the cleanest anime you could probably get. But yeah, a lot of the other good anime that's coming up. I know that Demon Slayer, they're making a few announcements about that for the um, next season that's coming up about that. When is that coming back on? I don't think until spring sometime or summer. Spring would be great. Uh, My Hero Academia, we're getting so through good. season six. And so know, many surprising things. Yes, yes. My no, gosh. no spoilers, but a lot of surprising um, new, new, new details is what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's kind of what we've been doing so far. And if any of you are gaming or have any game suggestions, or if you are watching what we're watching currently, you know what are your favorite episodes, or what are you currently watching that you want to that you would like to maybe suggest to us, you know, leave down in the comments, send us an email. At the time of this episode, our website has relaunched. It is totally new. New design, and we're really excited about that. It's got our new characters and everything that we shared back in December. Um, so go to com, see the blog, learn a little bit more about us, and also you can contact us there as well directly. But with all that, keep those halo shiny, and stay holy, my friends. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Analuya Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also see more on our website at analuya.com. Thanks for listening.